0: Hi, it's Jasmine, you know, that girl who did, you know what, way before the internet ever existed. Join me and my special guest every week as we talk about anything and everything, because nothing is too taboo. So punch your ticket and get on board the crazy train with me, Jasmine St. Clair. All aboard! Welcome to a new week of Crazy Train with Jasmine St. Clair. I know that there are a lot of wrestling fans that wonder about certain women in wrestling, especially from, you know, the late 90s, early 2000s, and where they are now. One of my favorites from that era actually made a comeback into XPW Wrestling with a gimmick that I so love. And she is, to me, the healthiest woman in pro wrestling. So let's welcome to the show Lizzie Valentine. So by popular demand, because I've had like almost everyone in wrestling on the podcast, it's cool. Not the uncool people, right? <laughs> guys are asking for you, Lizzie. Like, I remember when you first in XPW years ago, right? And then here you are at the new XPW. What does it feel like being back for you?
1: Honestly, I wasn't even thinking about getting back into wrestling. But then Rob reached out to me in February and was like, hey, you know, we're doing this contest. You want to be at the show? And I was like, oh, what the hell? You know, for like many years, I feel like the wrestling industry, it just kind of went downhill and I just didn't really have much interest. And I always said to myself, like, if I ever get back into it, I want to do something cool you know, and I always thought XPW was unique and cool. So I was like, Yeah, let me let me go check it out. You know, so I'm happy to be back.
0: Yeah, it's so it's so different than what it was years ago. Um, how did you even get into XPW back then? And what was it like for you?
1: Okay, so back then I was only 19. I was still living in New York. And Honestly, there was not really like social media back then. There was just like websites and stuff. And I had a website and like people would just email me. And I remember there was a fan that kept telling me, you should go to XPW. And I remember, you know, back then XPW was like one of the only indie companies that had DVDs in all the stores. And they had like their TV show like on in California. So I didn't even think like that they would consider me or anything. And I was like okay, we'll just, you know, reach out to them. And if they, if they want me to come, like, okay, whatever, you know? And then he actually emailed XPW and then they replied to him, like he sent them one of my promo videos and then they, they told him, Hey, have her reach out to us. And then I did, I was just like, Hey, I got this email from a fan that said, you guys are interested. And like, I don't know if it's true or not, but you know, here I am. And then they were like, yeah. So then they flew me out from New York to California. And I remember, you know, back at the, back in the day, you know, like XPW was affiliated with like the porn stuff a lot more. And I was just like a little bit like, Oh no, are they going to try to get me to do porn and stuff like that? But no, it was really cool. Like they flew me out. We did a photo shoot and it was like my first time, like getting my makeup, like professionally done. It was like by one of the porn star makeup artists. So like, it was really like dramatic and heavy and sexy and like, It was my first kind of like sexy professional photo shoot. And like we did some promos and stuff and then it just went from there. So yeah, basically, a fan, a fan actually got me into XPW. <laughs>
0: but that, I mean, that happens sometimes. That's how I got on Howard Stern the really, very first time is some fan was in the chat room and mentioned me, and then they reached out to us. So you just never knows. like fan, fans could be a very powerful thing these days or a very stalkerish thing. It just depends uh, on what your, you know, what your boundaries are. Um, what do you think of F- XPW now? Like, I know when I first came back, I'm like, holy shit. There's, like, all this blood, all this glass. And, you know, it was such a 360 in a way from what it first was.
1: And that's not in a bad way either. I agree. Like, honestly, I had no idea that the new XPW was so extremely violent. Like, back in the day, they had those, like, death matches too. But it was, like, once in a while. It wasn't, like, every single show, all the matches and stuff. But, like it's like way more extreme now, (laughs) like way more, you know, I was surprised and like, I'm not used to being around all that glass and all these guys just like drenched in blood. It was, it's kind of crazy, you know, but in my normal life, I'm just so like ordinary and just like have a very like simple life. So going to XPW, it really like brings out this wild side of me, you know? (laughs) Yeah. Once a month, once every other month, it's
0: a, It's different, you know, then I went to Japan and I'm going back again. It's like you walk out, like I'm used to the glass by now. I'm used to it being in my hair. I'm used to going through conveyor belts at airports or not conveyor belt security. And it gets set off with the mercury. That's going to happen to you eventually. I'm just giving you a heads up because you have a full head of hair. And in Japan, they had glass in the ring already when we were out there. So I'm in the ring, like walking in heels on glass. It's a special art, you know, and I know you have the big shoes. What made you decide to come up with, and you got to stop calling those girls porn stars. They're webcam girls. Okay. Seriously. This is coming from me because that is what they are. They are glorified webcam girls. What made you come up with the, <clears throat> the porn people killer?
1: A porn star killer um you know i i'm like one of the only girls that is an xpw that's not a porn star besides some of the wrestling chicks but like all yeah. the all the sexy girls came from porn except me and i got thrown into those miss extreme contests and stuff and i was just like wow there's all these girls all these porn girls and me like the non-porn girl and you know it just kind of naturally came about like I you know did that spot with Evelyn Inc where I smashed her in the ass with the light tubes and then afterwards um Ivan the XPW photographer had this bowling event and that's where I met Taylor Nicole again and then she was like oh you know I I saw that spot like I want to be involved too and then we just were talking and then all of a sudden I was like you know I should be like the porn star killer and just like beat all you up you know and like that's Honestly, it just came about like that, just casually talking. I was like, I need to be the porn star killer.
0: I'm like all for it.
1: So far, it's it's been getting like such a good reaction from the Mm -hmm. fans too. Like they're all really excited about this. So I'm excited too.
0: (laughs) I like it. I just don't like the fact that they weren't selling the light tube shots because it just makes it look bad for the guys. But I guess it's just the whole thing of being up there and being all excited. Oh my God, look at me. i am doing something really cool with my life. But um, Marika Hase, she's the only, I think she's the only girl in there that's an actual legit porn star. And she was a penthouse model, penthouse pet, the first Japanese one.
1: Oh. And
0: uh, yeah, it's very interesting. But she's doing like, all this much. She's doing all the mainstream stuff now. But she's my favorite one out of the batch. Like, I wish she would win one day. But then then you wouldn't have the crown. <laughs> she's going to find something else for you, right?
1: yeah maybe i I gotta give her a pop too oh
0: my god no not marika she's like three feet tall i think or like four something she's too tiny um yeah but that brings me to something else with you i know you're on this whole healthy vegan thing okay and you know i just i've tried it before what made you decide to go vegan
1: So, um, on January 1st, it's going to be my 11 year anniversary of being vegan, being vegan, gluten-free and no alcohol. So Mm -hmm. I do have celiac disease. So that's why I'm gluten-free alcohol. I just, it doesn't make me feel good. Um, but yeah, going vegan, like when I was like 26 to about 28, I had this like extreme hormone imbalance. Like my estrogen was like through the roof, like They were like, your estrogen level is supposed to be between 100 to 400. My estrogen was 852. And they were like, you're this close to getting breast cancer. You're lucky you don't even have it right now. So I was on like medicine for like two years and then nothing was working. Like nothing was changing my hormonal level. So then I was like, it's gotta be something I'm eating. It just has to be. And then I went and got a food allergy test done. Allergic to all animal products and all animal byproducts. So as soon as I eliminated those things, within four days, I just started feeling better. And then within three months, because I was getting my blood tested every three months, within three months, my hormones went like completely balanced. So it kind of basically saved my life in a way, because if I didn't switch, if I kept on eating all that stuff, maybe I would have got breast cancer. You know, I don't know. So at first it was definitely you know, for health reasons. But back then, I didn't know anybody vegan. It wasn't as popular as it is now. It was definitely a lot harder. Um, But I had to learn about it all on my own. And then as I started researching veganism, I started to see all the stuff about like the animal cruelty and like the factory farms. And I was like, oh, man, like, fuck this. I don't want any part of that. So I'm no no longer allergic to the animal products, but now it's like an ethical decision. Your food allergies can change every three years. So it's always good to test them out because a lot of people don't realize like their headaches, their stomach aches, or like their back pain, like they can't sleep, that it's coming from somewhere. It's not normal to just feel like shit all the time. So if people are feeling bad, they might want to get an allergy test done and just see if it's something that they're eating. Cause a lot of people, they kind of stick to eating the same things like every Mm -hmm. day, you know, and it can harm you. So I love being vegan though. It's like opened me up to like all these foods I never knew about before. Because when I, back then I was doing the bodybuilder diet, I was eating like oatmeal for breakfast and like every three hours, 30 grams of protein with like a tablespoon of almond butter. I was doing that. I was eating so much meat. I would snack on beef jerky. I would snack on egg whites. Like when I think about it, I'm like, ew, I used to eat so gross. Like now I eat like all these different foods and they're just so much better for me. They made me feel better. And like, it's definitely better for your skin. I think to eat more fruits and veggies because you get more nutrients and it's just like, there's more water in those foods. So it helps keep your skin hydrated. That's a good point.
0: That really is. I mean, I I do the allergy thing. I get allergy shots every week, but what you're saying about allergies, what she said is hundred percent true. If you can go to a competent allergist every few years and get the full panel, like the blood and the patches they do also, it's like a really lengthy process. It's very elaborate. And a lot of these doctors take insurance. It's the way to go. Because there's so many things you learn about your diets and the way you live that you need to fix, which you did. And you look great from it. I just wonder, like, how hard is it sometimes, you know, to go out and eat and do things? Do Do you eat out a lot or do you make everything at home mostly?
1: It's not that hard anymore to go out to eat vegan food. Almost every restaurant has something that someone vegan can eat. It's more so the, the issue with gluten because I don't just have like a gluten allergy. I actually have celiac disease, so like gluten can really fuck me up. So if I go to a restaurant and they cross contaminate, like they use the same knife that they just used on some bread that had gluten and now they use it on my vegetables or something, now it has contamination. Like a lot of times they, they use the same fryer. So it's like they put my food that's gluten-free into a fryer that just had gluten in it and then it's contaminated or they use the same boiling water. So I have to be really careful. Like that's, that's really the reason why I hardly go out to eat. Like here in Vegas, there's like four places that I go out to eat that I know I can trust that like they specifically, if you have celiac disease, they'll cook your food completely like separately, Mm -hmm. you know, like there's a pizza place that I go to that they only make the gluten-free pizzas deep dish because they're in their own pan, nothing else goes in those pans. So like there's no risk of like the contamination, but it's more so the gluten that makes me have issues going out, not really the vegan part. Vegan is easy now. Like you can always find something vegan somewhere.
0: Yeah, I've heard about celiac disease from one other person that I knew who had it. So when you say it, like I actually believe that cause that's not something you hear every day from people. That's a thing, and it's it's pretty serious. And uh, which brings me to another thing that you're doing I, when you're making all these postings with your foods. I ordered the pasha bread, <laughs> which is so good. Like pasha bread is so amazing. I had the wheat. Is that what it was? Yeah, wheat. It's no, so it's good. Dry. It's so I had
1: sourdough or something like a yeah. rice. Yeah, Uh it's so good because there's only like two or three ingredients in there. I mean, that's easier for anyone to digest when there's just so little ingredients. And yeah, it tastes so good too. It's sprouted as well, which makes Mm -hmm. it easier to digest.
0: That was the main thing that I liked about it. It was sprouted, but they're so tiny and I got to keep it in the fridge. So one thing about Pasha is that it's sprouted. But I had to keep that in my fridge, which leads me to the next question. Is there an expiration on a lot of these foods that we have to keep in the fridge like that, like the pasta breads and so forth?
1: I just keep it in the fridge because that's what it says to do on the label. But I mean, in general, the foods that I eat are usually like fresh food. So I have to eat them quickly. You know, I don't it's not like something I'm going to leave around for four or five days. You know what I mean? So. Yeah. You got to be careful with some of that stuff, but it's good. You know, you want your foods. I mean, you don't want it to go bad, but it, it will go bad if it's fresh, you know, and you want to have those kind of foods in your body. You don't want to have something that doesn't expire for like two years, you know?
0: <laughs> yeah. Like canned tuna or something. Do you eat fish? Yeah, do it?
1: you do seafood? No. Vegan oh. is like absolutely no animal products or byproducts. So like, right. No milk, no cheese, none of that stuff.
0: I feel so guilty now. I just had sharp cheddar cheese before hopping on here really? with papaya. Because I love it. I'm just addicted to different cheeses, like very truffly ones or super sharp. Cut up with well, papaya with lime.
1: What you're saying, you just said I'm addicted to cheese. That's actually a real thing. There's something inside of cheese. It's called like, I think it's quesomorphine. It literally makes you addicted to cheese. That's the hardest thing for people to give up when they go vegan. It's the cheese. Like it's literally truly addicting. You can look it up. It's either like caseomorphine or caseomorphine. I can't remember the exact word, but it will actually make you addicted. So a lot of people, when they go vegan, they can give up the meat and all that stuff. But the last thing is usually the cheese. They just can't give it up. But now there's so many vegan options. Um, you should try this one vegan cheese it's called Miyokos. That one is really really good. Miyokos. Yeah. Miyokos. It's
0: I've seen it before and I thought it was Greek, like Greek cheese, the feta cheese which I use in salads but I've tried the edamame pastas before, which are really good. So it's made out of edamame beans, but maybe I'll join the producer. I'll join Andrew and um, his family (laughs) in January 1st in just going vegan for the month. It'll make it easier in Texas. That's for sure. uh, When we're down there, so I wouldn't have any, any beef or anything like that. Speaking of (laughs) which, when you wrestled in Mexico, how long were you there for? Like, who did you work for? So if you're looking for the safest and coolest way to bet online and the most variety, of course, of games and like almost anything you could bet on, stop at betonline.ag because I guarantee you there is something for everyone. You know, tell us about the whole experience and if you're vegan then or not.
1: <laughs> okay. So back then I was down in Mexico for nine months with Juventud Herrera. He was my boyfriend. We had met previously on a tour in Spain, we were in Spain for five weeks, we kind of hit it off. And then he was like, come be with me in Mexico. And I was like, okay, you know, (laughs) literally, it was just something like that. I was 24. I just turned 25. When I moved down there, I had a like big birthday party. Um, I have to say, like, I just love the people in Mexico. They're so nice, just so warm, so welcoming. Like they made me feel loved, like immediately. It's just such a nice culture, and I was with him, so I would valet him on a lot of shows, and then I would also wrestle. We did a couple of AAA shows. Um, That didn't work out, (laughs) unfortunately, because of an incident that happened with him, so I ended up quitting the company. Um, But, yeah, I worked for a lot of indies down there, and I loved wrestling the girls down there, too, because they all took care of me. They weren't like the American girls that are always trying to, like, take me out. You know, the girls in Mexico, they wanted to wrestle with me. They, they knew like I was going to be popular because I had blonde hair and I was American. And like all the people down there, they loved that. I was American with blonde hair. Like they would always call me an angel. They actually called me the Britney Spears of Lucha Libre down there.
0: <laughs> I um,
1: can see that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It was a lot of fun down there. I was in like a ton of magazines, like who really helped me get a lot of publicity. Um, but yeah, wrestling the girls, like, I'll tell you a funny story. There was a show where I was going to be in this, like, I think it was like a three-way match or a four-way match. Right. And one of the chicks showed up, this chick was like, God, she must've been like six foot four, some big chick. Right. And she's wearing like army, army fatigues. And I'm like, "Uh," and then I'm like, Oh my God, she's going to fuck me up. I was legit scared. Her name was Lanazi, okay? She was a scary chick, and I have to say she was the absolute best women's wrestler I ever worked with. I did not feel a thing. She took such good care of me, but I was literally like shaking on the inside. I'm like, oh my God, I'm gonna get fucked off. Like she looked scary, but no, best ever, didn't hurt me at all, took such good care of me, like was super light. So all the people down there, they were great with me. Like I, they liked working with me. I liked working with them. I really love the lucha style. I liked doing those high-flying moves. I learned a lot of them from Hovi, and it was awesome. That's so funny, La Nazi. I would, I would be scared too if someone was
0: 6'4 with the name like La Nazi. Okay, yeah, let's, uh, let's not do this. Uh, what was it like in Spain? Who did you work for? And Did you work in other European countries aside from España?
1: Um, So with Spain, it was a company called New Wrestling Evolution, and okay. they were really big out there. They had a lot of stars on the show. It was like Rikishi, Booker T, um, Chris Masters, RVD. There was like all these like names on the show. And we went to all these different areas in Spain. And I have to say Spain is freaking gorgeous. It's yeah. so beautiful. It's so romantic there. I loved Spain. Um, so we traveled around. The shows were really big. Like if you look at the production quality, it looks like WWE Smackdown. Like they were really great shows and they aired somewhere in Europe. I don't know. Um, but I also wrestled in the Middle East when I was really young. Actually, it was actually like six months after 9-11 happened. I had been working in Pennsylvania for Alpha, the wild Samoan. I was working for his company and then he came up to me and he's like, I was just a valet at the time. I was young. I was only 18. And he's like, Hey, we have a tour coming up. We is in three months, learn how to wrestle. And I was like, <laughs> uh, "Okay," you know, so then I went back to the dog house in Brooklyn. I told homicide. I was like, yeah, they offered me to go on this tour. They want me to learn how to wrestle. So then he offered to train me. And then he was like the best trainer. he got me really good actually in three months. Like Not to toot my own horn, but, like, he got me pretty good, you know? So I ended up wrestling Malaya Hosaka on that tour, and she was a veteran already, and she kind of – she had me pay my dues a little bit, you know what I mean? She was a little rough on me here and there. Like, when we went to Egypt, I was laying out in the sun. I got so sunburned, and she kept (laughs) chopping me on my, like, sunburned stomach and stuff. So, like, little things like that, but – she was great to work with too. She was really good. Um, so we went to all the army bases out there. So we went to Egypt, Turkey, Bahrain, Kuwait, Afghanistan, and Uzbekistan. And sometimes they had boxing rings that we would wrestle in.
0: Mm-hmm. Oh, God.
1: Oh, my God. It hurts so bad. Or we had like those thick blue mats, like mm-hmm. a gymnastic like blue mat. And we, it was either one of those things that we wrestled on. There was no professional wrestling ring. But it was a great experience because all the guys, all the military, you know, they were so happy to see us. They were just so grateful that we were there putting on a show for them. They were just so, so happy. So it was a good time, you know. And then I also went and wrestled in Alaska on another, like, Army tour. And that was cool, too. That's fun. Yeah, I remember being trained uh, when I was training
0: with a glow girl. That's who trained me to wrestle at first. We trained at a gym out in L.A., uh, it was a boxing gym. So we were training on a boxing mat. So I was learning like hair beals, front flip, back flips on a boxing mat. And I think I'm paying for it now with my back than back then, because I think it hits you like much later on in life. But that's incredible. I had no idea you're in the Middle East. That must have been so much fun. And the food there is so good. Yeah, like, you know, I love
1: there was one army base that we went to, the one in Afghanistan, because remember, yes. this was only six months after, you know, 9-11 happened. So we had a guard with us with a big gun. But so <laughs> We went to that base. OK, we had to go on a special plane that was with red lighting and we only stayed there for one hour. We just went there to like kind of boost their spirits. There was only two people there. It was just literally a lighthouse. And I remember seeing just giant holes in the ground, I guess from like bombs or whatever. That's it. These two people were just there in this lighthouse with absolutely nothing around. It was just desert and these just giant holes in the ground. I felt so bad. I was like, I can't believe like this is their job. Like they have to be here. It's just this man and this woman. That was it. So we stayed there for an hour just to like talk to them and just kind of bring some joy and everything. But Yeah. I mean, overall, that was definitely one of my favorite things to do, like those USO tours. And I got to like shoot guns on one of the bases (laughs) in Uzbekistan. And I remember shooting this gun, this machine gun. Oh, my God. It was my first time. I was 18. This thing was like (laughs) banging me in the shoulder. I nearly dropped it. It was crazy. Um, I got to drive in like, what is that thing they drive around? in? like that Humvee. Humvee. I got to be in that, like in some of the places we were in like really nice hotels and then other places we were just like in the tent eating MREs, with, like our sleeping bag pretty much. So it just depends like where we went, but it was nice. You know, Egypt was definitely one of the freaking hottest places I've ever been in my life. Like that was crazy hot. Kuwait, you know, it was so hot, but like I had to be totally covered, you know, to respect yeah. the cold so it was really hot there um <laughs> I, turkey was nice I enjoyed the food in Turkey that was cool but yeah Uzbekistan was my favorite out of the whole tour because like that military base I don't know everybody was just like having more fun for some reason I don't know why <laughs> you're partying like it's nice yeah, <laughs> but that's
0: yeah that's incredible I haven't done I haven't been to the Middle East yet I have yet to go to turkey but Europe, I basically like live there part time. And I lived there for such a long time. Spain is gorgeous. So I could never I I can't I don't know anything about wrestling there. But I know in France, there's a lot of wrestling. So do you see yourself possibly taking bookings in the next year
1: for Europe as well? Possibly? Um, I don't know, it would have to be something really awesome for me to do that. Like I have an old dog now. She's almost 18. Like, I don't want to leave her go somewhere so far away. You know, I would feel horrible if something happened to her while I was gone, you know? And like I would mention earlier, I wasn't really like planning to get <laughs> back into wrestling, but I'm open to certain things. As long as it's a an awesome opportunity, as long as it's something cool, like I'm not going to go do these little like shitty indies. You know what I mean? Like I want to, if I'm going to do it, I want to do something cool or I'm not doing it. Like I paid my dues a long time ago you know what i mean i traveled all around for 20 bugs driving here driving there like i'm over that that's not what i'm about to do so
0: <laughs> no i totally get it like none of us i didn't even expect to be back here like a year what is it's gonna be oh wow it's almost a year and a half since i came back it's like i didn't expect this i didn't expect to go to japan i didn't expect to have you know invitations to australia or holland now for these things but i'm going to go you know it's a, it's my last run so i'm doing it um if you go to
1: australia take a pole dancing fun. class because they have the absolute best freaking pole dancers in australia i <laughs> used they? to do the pole thing and i yeah i was like a professional pole dancer i even had my own mobile app for a while and i was doing like competitions and stuff but yeah the women in australia i don't know what's in the water there but they all have these like perfect bodies like they're all, like, really tall and thin and just, like, lean. And, like, they are just the sexiest pole dancers. So definitely take a pole class. I I don't know. I would. You- I guess I'll try it. But, like, I don't
0: know. I'm so, like, shy and everything. Does that sound crazy coming from me? It does, right? Because <laughs> I'm so yeah. modest when I go into a wrestling room, Like, I cover up as much as I can. Um, but, yeah, I, I think it's maybe from boxing the kangaroos or I don't know. I don't know. I, I like kangaroos, by the way, and koala bears. But this, okay, so I know that, okay, so we're doing the wrestling. I see photos of you on Instagram, like with your compression boots under your red light therapy saunas and everything. What's with your Amazon influencer program? Because I saw something the other day. I actually went on your page to just see what's on there at the different foods and powders. What is all that? And what makes so- you decide like to do it?
1: it's really cool so amazon there's lots of ways to make money on there so i'm a part of amazon kdp that's the kindle direct publishing so i actually created um, several journals so they're on amazon if someone buys it amazon prints it. they send it there i get paid um they also have the affiliate program so i can make lists of like my favorite items my favorite foods whatever send out that link if people buy it i get a commission then there's also the Amazon influencer program so that you have to be accepted into it. You have to have an active social media it has to have engagement like that's very important. Like people can have millions of followers, but if they don't have constant engagement, they won't get accepted. So that is basically like if I buy a product from Amazon, like let's see these coasters, right? Ah. I can then just take a little. 15-second video, show the product that I bought, upload it to Amazon, and then it'll go on the listing page for this item. So then if somebody clicks on the video, my video, showing them this coaster, and then they buy it, I get a commission. So it's really awesome because with that, I don't have to get the customers like the affiliate program. They just put my video on that listing. And you know. Amazon has millions and millions of customers. So like thousands of people could be looking at that listing in a day. So then if they buy it, I get commission. So it's pretty awesome. I really love being a part of the Amazon thing. And I'm actually working on developing an Amazon store too. So like I'll be selling certain products in there. I'm going to have like a team helping me like build out the store and all that and like do all the hard work. (laughs) So Amazon is a great way to make money. You know, there's many different ways. So if anyone's like, you know, looking for a job that they can do from home, check out Amazon. There's so many opportunities.
0: Yeah, I have the affiliate. I should, I don't know. I'm going to look into all of that, but I am, um, I guess I've so got so like wrapped up in the rabbit hole of vintage jewelry. So I finally figured out how to do a Facebook commerce store. Can you believe that? And link it to oh. Instagram. So I have like boxes of this stuff that's worth so much, but the way they operate it, they take like taxes. Like, let's say you buy it from California and I'm shipping it to you from somewhere else. they are going to take attached taxes to it and it brings up the prices. So I can't really get as much as I want. So like next year's goal is to do a few international jewelry shows in person, which are fun. There's so much fun to set up and do because I like to travel and go places. So um, that would be interesting. But I'm, I'm going to look into the influencer program. And I like your coasters, by the way. Uh, they're pretty cute. Can we see it again?
1: I have, you know, in my house, I got a lot of bling and I love hearts and I love pink. So oh, I pink, know. sparkles, bling, hearts, that's me. Lizzie Valentine, you know. <laughs> Hello. And what's the deal with J-Love? Because I know J-Love
0: is Lizzie Valentine. Which like, are, there, are they two different characters or how did J-Love come up? Was that from Wrestling Society? I, I don't know.
1: No, okay. So my main original name was Valentina. So that's how I started out on the East Coast, like Jersey All Pro, like the shows in New York. I was Valentina. And then when I got into XPW, Rob usually creates his own characters. And they thought I was Hispanic. My hair was dark. I was tan. They thought I was Hispanic. And they're like, oh, she kind of looks like J Lo. Let's call her J Lo. And let's have her be this character where she's like this horrible singer. She comes out to the ring. I would come out to the ring and sing like America, the beautiful, like so bad. Right. And then, but I would act like I was the shit. Like I would have this big ego and I'd always be like, oh, I'm so great. I need a bodyguard. And then Pogo, the clown, that big fat ass, he would come out and attack me every time. So I got beat up a lot by Pogo, the clown. In, in XPW, but then after once I was once XPW was done back then, I got into Wrestling Society X, right? And right. I was like, well, I'm not going to use the name Jay Love because that's kind of like XPW's name, and I didn't want to use Valentina either, just because I was like, I kind of want like two words in my name. I didn't want like a one word name. And then my name is Liz, you know, so I was like, hmm, how about Lizzie Valentine? You know, and I love Valentine's Day too. That's like my favorite. You know, I'm just such a girly girl. I love, you know.
0: It's cute, though. It's adorable.
1: That's how Lizzie Valentine came about. So it came about on uh, Wrestling Society X. And then that's the name that most people, like, know me under. Except some people from back in the day. Like, when I ran into, like, Jerry Lynn, like, six (laughs) months ago. He was like, Valentina. And I'm just like, oh, my God. He called me Valentina. Like, damn. Yeah, he remembered me as Valentina way back. (laughs) Because I I did a few TNA shows back in the day, like when they were first coming about. My name was, well, actually, I think I had a different name there. No, I was cheerleader Valentina there.
0: So I remember
1: that. I remember that.
0: Now I remember you because I was working for them when they first started as well. But I still followed the program after I wasn't there. But I can't believe Jerry called you Valentina. That's so funny.
1: Yeah. In that gimmick, I was with this girl named Veronica. She was nurse Veronica and I was cheerleader Valentina and we were called bitch slap. And then we would beat up the TNA dancers. Remember they had those cage dancers. So we would beat up those girls, like girl lollipop. And then there was some other random girls. Oh, lollipop. Oh God. She
0: became an announcer after, I don't know if she's an announcer before or after whatever it was. Yeah. I totally remember her. That's funny because now Veronica Kane is actually a nurse. So <laughs> maybe there's like, I see some, I feel some kind of reunion or something down the line. Who knows? Uh, just something along those lines. Um, now, Texas is coming up for XPW Wrestling, which will be fun because I get to be your roommate. And I really feel flattered. You said that I seem responsible and you don't want a room with someone irresponsible. So thank you very much for noting that. Are you That's excited funny. for Texas? <laughs>
1: I have never been to Texas before, so I am actually so freaking excited, and I know that this show is in conjunction with Loco Wrestling, and I know that they have really great crowds. I talked to the promoter, and he said, like, he gives the people in the crowd, they get, like, beer and tacos and weave. so, like, the crowd is going to be, like, hyped up. I mean, who wouldn't like to go to a show where you get free beer and tacos? I mean, come on, you know? So... I'm stoked. Like, like I said, I've never been to Texas. I'll, I'll be in front of like new fans that I've never seen before. So I'm really, really excited. I have no idea what I'm going to be doing, but <laughs> let's see. I don't know that.
0: I, don't, I, more like a, I might wear a Confederate
1: flag hat or
0: a cowboy hat, like an American flag cowboy hat. Because Larry Legend said he might wear a Confederate flag hat. I'm like, well, if you're going to do that, I'll just wear the Stars and Stripes. You got to wear a cowboy hat to the show. You have to. Do you have a furry cowboy hat?
1: Uh, I don't know if you saw the new flyer. I have a brown one with like pink on it. It has the Playboy Playboy symbol on it. (laughs) But um, You know what? I've seen bling cowboy hats. That would be cute. A bling one. Or Ivy. I think uh, Ivy was her name.
0: Ivy Silverstein, she made all those fluffy hats back in the day for Pam Anderson. I, Supersonic, Ivy Supersonic. I think she's got to make you a fluffy cowboy hat. That's what I think we got to get. Like we have to somehow pair you guys up and get a pink, like a hot pink, furry cowboy hat for you because that's like totally you. I think yes, with some sparkles, things <laughs> <laughs> like your shades. Now, what's, what about the shirt? Speaking of merchandise, I want to see your new shirt, and I want people to know where they could actually buy your new shirt. It's really cool-looking,
1: guys. So anyway. this is my new shirt. Ooh, I love it. Oh, look, it's hot. I like it. Love it. Um, I just got this designed yesterday, so I'm okay. still working on um, all the details, but I'm pretty sure it's going to be on the Deathmatch Worldwide website, and people will just be able to go on there and order it directly from them. So. It's actually my first shirt. I, all these years, I've never had my own shirt. And like a lot of the guys were like, you need a shirt. And I'm like.
0: So I've never been one to try energy drinks for too long because they're always really um, sugary. They amp you up. But I decided to try Tiger Life. That's T-I-G-E-R-L-Y-F-E. And no, it doesn't have anything to do with Joe Exotic. TigerLife.com. They have an amazing energy drink. Um, no sugar added. It's completely clean energy. It's made here in America. And they have a couple of really cool flavors. Um, It actually has cane sugar in it, which is pretty good, but zero sodium. So that means you will not get bloated. This definitely amps me up. Sometimes I do it when um, when I'm about to do my live stream or if I just need a boost in the middle of the day. So Tiger Life, have some and make sure to put in the code Jasmine, J-A-S-M-I-N for free shipping.
1: Okay, I guess I'll make one, you know, but yeah, this shirt is hot. I love it. <laughs> I love it. I think
0: it's so cool, and they they do the print on demand, right,
1: yeah, so okay. that's a great I think that's like the best business model doing print on demand. You don't need to go and buy a hundred shirts or something, you know it's like perfect. That's what I love about the Amazon thing, you know, like how I designed those journals. they're just print on demand. I didn't have to go and buy a bunch of journals and then send them to amazon. it's just it's the best business model for sure.
0: So what did you, did you actually write about something in
1: these journals,
0: like vegan or diets, health and beauty, or is it like, what are you selling on that platform?
1: It's a journal that people can take at home and like, they fill out this journal every day. So like one of them is for children. It's like an accomplishment journal. So like, basically the idea is for children to like come home each day from school or whatever, and then write down something that they accomplished during that day, whether it's just like a good deed Like, oh, I helped my neighbor carry her groceries up the stairs or, oh, I got like an A on my math test or something. So it's just something to kind of like keep kids feeling proud of themselves and just, you know, to boost the morale. And then I do have two journals that are like centered for like a weight loss, like fitness tracker kind of thing where you can track all your food and your calories and like your workouts. And then the other one is a prayer journal. So you can like write down your prayers each day, but I'm going to eventually be making some more. I'm not sure yet, like exactly on the themes, but those are the ones I have so far.
0: I started my Amazon um, account to do a Kindle book. Okay. But okay. So it's about mullets and mullet culture because nobody in the world knows about that better than I do. I'm the only person that knows any and everything there is about mullets and the culture and know that it's more than just a haircut. And I know the different types of styles of mullets. So I've been obsessed with mullets since I was wrestling. Because <laughs> you see them at shows all the time. I, I'm not a fan of mullets. I'm, i i got to say. Oh, my God. It's, you got on, they're very shy. You have to be nice to them. Because they're very shy and they're self-conscious about their hairdos. Okay? So they get kind of shy. They don't know how to talk to women. Um, the women that they do talk to usually have helmet hair. Uh, kind of someone you might see, you know, out in the boonies somewhere. So that's those are usually the types of girls they got with, and they feel comfortable. So they'll never talk to you because they'd be way too shy. But they might be at the Texas
1: show. I think about that movie from back in the day. What, Joe, Joe Dirt. Dur- Dur- <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm not a fan of the mullets. And I'm not a fan of just mustaches. Just a mustache, oh, that's like. I don't like that. Like, you got to have a beard with the mustache, or at least a goatee, just straight mustache. Like, deal breaker.
0: Uh-uh. <laughs> yeah, I'm not those. I never like mustaches or goatees. Um, and then like when I started dating this guy in the bike club, he had like the handlebar mustache and everything. Then I guess you just get it. Just comes with the territory, I guess. Yeah. So I don't know. Just my food for thought. But I, I might, I'm gonna think about. Doing more little like small books short stories on Amazon, but I think that's really great that you do journals It shows that you really have a very good um, knack for self self care and wellness, especially with children and people's health, which is great. do you see yourself getting into any type of a full time business with health and care like maybe a health studio or a I see you running like a health and wellness studio somehow health beauty wellness
1: I mean, that is something I've thought about. I, I have several certifications, actually. Like, I have one as a nutritional therapist, one as a detox specialist, and also holistic health coach. Um, But, you know, I'm just such, like, a direct person. And I'm, like, this person that, like, I'm all or nothing. And I've I've helped, like, over 50 people go vegan and, like, lose weight and stuff. But, like, it's frustrating for me because... If people don't listen, like, mm, just drives me crazy. And, you know, I even used to be a personal trainer at the gym, and I would be like super bitchy when people were signing up. I'd be like, look, if you're not going to listen to me and do everything I say, then don't even waste your time. Don't waste my time. Don't waste your money. Like, you either do it or you don't do it. Like, I'm not a half assed person. Like, it's all or nothing. So it's just a little frustrating for me. And then there's also like, there's just so much debate in the health world. You know, it's like some people will tell you being vegan is going to kill you. You know what I mean? And then there's people like me that it saved my life, you know? And I, it's a lot of stress, like the back and forth, the constant like bickering, like, no, I'm right. No. So I've kind of like stepped away from that. Um, I prefer just to like do my stuff at home. Cause I even have an Etsy shop as well, where I sell, um, other like programs. Like I have, a. Mm-hmm digital marketing course that I sell on there. So I like to just make money from home. That's completely hands off. Like I don't have to ship packages or anything. Like I like to, I like to buckle down, create my products, post them up, and then just make the residual money from it. Like I'm never going to have a normal nine to five job again. I don't want to have a job that like ties me down to a certain area. I just really like to be able to work from my computer or work from home, especially like after COVID, you know, like I would never want to have a job that like they force me to get a vaccine or do this or do that, you know? So I just like being my own boss, girl boss, boss, babe, and do my own thing. So. That's so (laughs) cool. I'm going to look into these whole digital things. I'm going
0: to look into the Amazon influencer first and foremost, and doing some more books. I think like I like the experience of going to the, like packaging up the jewelry and then making it really nice and cute because the name of my store is the vintage affair. Now the logo, <laughs> you're like, Oh no, Jasmine. Now, what is this? Everyone knows how naughty I could be. The logo is a man and a woman kissing like a very vintage one. The slogan is it's for that special, uh, special someone, something, a special affair of the present or past. I, I have all these weird things on there, but it's insinuating. It's a store for sugar daddies, sugar babies, your mistress, your other significant love or whatever. So it's been very controversial, but like sections of it, it says, hello, daddy, for all the jewelry for the men. (laughs) I have brooches pinned on me, baby. So just very cool things. But I like packaging it and just having the experience of the post office.
1: If I'm Um, at the front of the line. For me, it's like sometimes I don't, you know, with having celiac disease, sometimes if I do have something, even if I buy something that says gluten-free, right? I have to really check the packaging. Cause if it says on there that it was made in a facility that contains wheat and I didn't notice, and I eat that, I get contamination. And like, I could be sick for weeks. Like, honestly, if I have a crumb of gluten, I'll be sick. Like I'll gain like 10 pounds of inflammation in a night. It won't go away for weeks and I won't feel good. So that's part of the reason too, why I created all these things, ways of making money from home, just because like, Yeah. I don't feel good sometimes. Like, you know, will lasts for weeks and weeks and I'm like, I don't want to let people down and not be able to mail out their order or things like that. So it's, that's why I do all these things too: the cryotherapy and the red light therapy, compression therapy, like from being beat up from wrestling, being beat up from pole dancing. Actually, when I did pole (laughs) dancing, it's actually so hard on the body that really beat me up more than wrestling actually. So that like, You know, I've got a lot of wear and tear on me. So that's why I do so much self-care and I need time to do the self-care too. Like if I had a nine to five job and I'm not getting home till six, I'm not going to have all this time to do all these self-care things that I need.
0: Yeah, of course not. I mean, we do that during the day. After I do the red light sauna, I just want to crash because it's so relaxing and perfect. It
1: makes you sleep so good. The red light. I swear. Yeah. I fall asleep in the sauna all the time when I put the red light on. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> what about cold plunges? Like, we do the cold plunge? I just do cryotherapy, which is horrible enough. You know, I'm <laughs> such a wimp with the cold. I swear to God, it'll be 70 degrees and I'm shivering. So, like, I'm actually proud of myself for doing cryotherapy because it's it's rough, you know. But no, nah, I'm not going in the cold plunge. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. That's way too much. To
0: it. It'll be fun. It's good for your skin.
1: oh. Well, I do those cryotherapy um, facials. So they just take the machine and they blow it on your face, mm-hmm. and then your face feels like frozen afterwards. I really like it. I feel like that's helped my skin so much. I mean, I normally have pretty good skin anyway because of my diet, but like the cryofacials, you gotta try one. It's really nice. I really love that. I have. I go to the place down the street that I go to the sauna there. The cryotherapy. They have the
0: light, and then they also they have the cryofacial as well. So I've done those a couple of times. And they also have just a local uh, cryotherapy for the face. So you just sit there and use yeah. the machine. Nobody ever uses it though. So I could just walk in without an appointment. I'll just sit down and just start using it. it just comes you off the
1: the It is the best. I love the cryofacials. And I do the localized cryo on my ankle because I had an ankle injury. So that helps too.
0: Yeah, that's always super important. I don't think a lot of people have pushed wellness. I don't think a lot of places or public figures ever push wellness, like actually works on people. Um, I'm going through this whole thing with the hormone therapies and what work, what what works, what doesn't work, blah, 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 blah. And then I see who is it, Naomi Watts trying to push some minutia on people with these pills that she's allegedly paired up with this doctor. No, it's not. You're just putting your name on there. It's not affordable for everyone. Does it really work? Because everyone has different stories and everyone has different levels that they need addressed.
1: You know you what's know. actually helped me after? So remember I told you about like balancing out my hormones from like giving up meat and all that? I use ever jeez, geez, I've been on these essential oils for like 10 years now. I take a certain essential oil and I know it works because I get my blood tested to make sure my hormones are on track. Like I use it in the morning and at night. So like one of them is progesterone and the other one has estrogen in it. And I love essential oils. Like I have over a hundred of them. I'm obsessed with them. I use them for like a lot of wellness. Like when I'm sick, I try to use the oils first, but it goes right into your bloodstream. So that really helps somebody like me that has like the celiac and the gut issues. I think you need to come
0: out with your own line of essential oils and like work at them out there. I'll be one of the first to try it. I promise. Um, And real quick, with the Amazon influencer, because people will ask this, do you have to go out and buy the products yourself first or do they send it to you?
1: (laughs) Hold on one second, let
0: me. Hey, Hey. The dog's so cute though. I want the dog, I wanna see the dog. So nowadays it's really questionable about where our meat is coming from with people like Bill Gates and everyone else screwing up our farm produce. So I decided to try my freeze dried beef cuz it's the freshest beef ever at freedomfirstbeef.com. If you go to freedomfirstbeef.com, they have freeze dried 100% organic beef and put in the code JASMINE, J A S M I N for 15% off.
1: I want to Oh hi. I think she heard me. I wanted to see her yes. Lee. Kaylee Hi. is going to be 18 on March 5th. Kaylee actually made some cameos on Wrestling Society X. She was on there. Hello. Hi. Yeah. Hi, so with the Amazon Influencer Program, it's basically whatever products you have from Amazon. So okay. I order a lot of stuff from Amazon. I also have an Amazon wish list where a lot of fans buy me gifts. So I review all of that stuff. So if you have any products in your house that are listed on Amazon, anything, it could be a box of tissues. It could be like a hairbrush. If it's on Amazon, you can do the review. So most people honestly have like hundreds of things just in their house that are being sold on Amazon because everything's on Amazon now. So if you have it, you can just make a little video, post it up. I don't know if you've seen it. Like Amazon has its its own version of basically TikTok. So like you scroll and you'll see like videos. Let me see if I can pull it up.
0: That's so cool. I never knew about this because I have a lot of Amazon. things. I know a lot of people get Amazon. So obviously people are going to ask about this whole influencer program. Oh, there we so go. Do
1: you see this icon on the bottom, this little star? Oh, okay. Yeah. All and right. I see it. Is, I'm looking at Amazon now. So you click on that and look, you see these videos. It's basically the same as like TikTok, but for products gift idea and I love this for a team or even a pre. Oh that's so cool. So it's literally just like Instagram reels or TikTok and you just scroll and like all the videos you're gonna see is stuff on Amazon and then it links to the products. and then if people buy they they're scrolling they they're like oh what's this and then they buy it boom commission. It's like too easy honestly that's crazy. <laughs> the only thing is you just have to have an active social media like you truly have to have engagement because like I've seen people that have like a million followers not get accepted because they don't really have true engagement. They have like fake followers. Like there's people that have 300 followers that get accepted just because it's so engaged. So,
0: yeah, it's so true. In this day and age, people just buy the followers. They're mm-hmm. buying the likes, but they're not buying the engagement, which is just really um it's tricky, and it's very deceiving to people out there that actually want to invest in you know, someone's uh, branding, as they call it. What are the social media plugs for you if your fans want to find you and look at you and see where you're going to be next? And she will be in Texas next month on uh, January 27th for Local Wrestling with XPW. It's going to be great. Everyone should go. My
1: main social media platform that I use is Instagram. My handle is Lizzie Valentine, XOXO. I have a Twitter. I don't really use it, but that one is at I am Lizzie XOXO. And I do have an OnlyFans. It's OnlyFans.com slash I am Lizzie XOXO. And before anyone gets the wrong idea, I'm not a whore, okay, on uh, OnlyFans. I just, I have a lot of like sexy pictures though. Like I don't get naked. So, you know, people... Always assume that if you have an OnlyFans that you're going to be doing porn or you're naked, but I don't but my OnlyFans, it's been pretty good to me. You know, a lot of the people get the wrong idea about OnlyFans, but a lot of the fans, they just want to know you. They want to be your friend. They want to be able to talk to you. So that's what it's really about. Like, you don't have to be doing porn on OnlyFans. Like that's such a misconception that just drives me crazy, you know, because sometimes guys will join my page, even though I never say I'm going to be naked on there. I've (laughs) never once said this. And then they get, they're pissed off. They're like, Oh, I spent $20 and you don't even show your tits. And I'm just like, well, that's your fault. Like I never said I did, you know? So
0: <laughs> yeah, I agree with you on that. It's, it's, it's a whole other world out there now. I mean, some people do only fans. They interact with their fans. One girl, uh, Kimberly Frankelli, she's a wrestler. She was reading Shakespeare in her lingerie on her live stream on there yeah so you don't have to be naked so it's not always dirty stuff guys it's not always sucking and fucking or whatever on there like most of you think it is which is really pathetic.
1: exactly and yeah. i'm the porn star killer now okay i can't I be having know. i can't be doing porn the, one,
0: the wannabe porn star wannabes <laughs> is what they are seriously
1: i'll, I'll you know I'll maybe, I'll, maybe i'll say that next time i'll be like you got you're not even real porn stars you you no, are not <laughs> they're not
0: they're one they're they're glorified cam girls is what i call most of them with the exception of marika that's what they are and i have no problem saying that i've said it publicly
1: it's because it's so oversaturated now like back in the day you know when there was like jenna jameson and stuff like that she was such a big deal because porn wasn't so easily accessible like yeah. it is now you know and like now anybody can like make porn you know it's probably because of that. And back then we had higher
0: standards than now, because if you look at some of these people, it's like, what the fuck, excuse me, you do what? No, I mean, the girl, I was getting a pedicure and this girl sat there. I would have just pegged her for a regular, like, I don't know, farmer's market um, seller of breads and pastries, so to speak. So you get the landscape of what I'm talking about. And then she's there, like, she's saying she's a porn star to the girl doing her nails. I just looked at her, like, a few of us, like, looked at her. It's like, what the hell is that? No.
1: (laughs) It's like, honestly, social media. If if you can get popular on social media... (laughs) You know, even in the wrestling industry, yeah. a lot of these people that are in wrestling, they don't deserve to be in wrestling. I'm sorry, they don't. It's just they got they got somehow, you know, this following on social media. But, like, they're not even good. They're not good wrestlers. Like, they don't have a good look. They just got followers. And who knows if their followers are even real, you know? It's yeah. crazy. Like, the standards have gone down. Like, I know, like, back when I was starting out in wrestling, like, it was taken, like, way more seriously than it is now. Like you had to be trained really well. You had to look really good. You know, now it's just like any Joe Schmo can try to just be a wrestler, you know, or do porn or whatever. Anybody can just try now.
0: No, it's true. And a lot of people just do big moves for the sake of doing big moves. There's a lot of no selling as you and I know, we won't get into that (laughs) freaking debacle of a shit show. Um, Let's like done and over with. But there's also this level of respect, you know, if someone isn't selling, yes, you stiff the fuck out of them. But if the person's husband is in the ring with your friend, you don't know what emotions are going to like start sparking at that point, you know, and if it's going to become personal in there, then out here.
1: If that yeah, I know sense. when I, back in the day when I started out, it was also, there was way more respect. Like when you went into the locker room, you're supposed to shake everybody's hand, introduce yourself, nobody does that now. Nobody does that. I know. I gave you a hug. I
0: didn't like shake your head when I met you. I totally remember. I'm one of those people.
1: (laughs) I mean, you said, hello, we talked, you know, but like a lot of people, they don't even acknowledge all these other people that they're working with, which is like weird. Like, cause I know how it was back then. It was like, if you didn't shake somebody's hand, you were getting heat. You know, you were going to get in trouble for that. You know, people were not going to like you because they were like, who's this person coming in here being so disrespectful but now like it seems like nobody has like etiquette no you know it's It's just a whole other industry like it's i swear social media has really really changed things yeah it's really it's sad
0: it's good in a way and it's also been the devil in many other ways (laughs) and do you have any messages at all for your fans or just wrestling fans in general
1: well, I wanna say that I love my fans, honestly. Like, I really do appreciate you guys. And keep coming out to the shows, keep following me on social media, and buy my new shirt. <laughs> yeah, get
0: the new shirt. It looks really cool. Check out her Amazon wish list, especially that, and the affiliate program and everything. We will list all of these socials for sure on the description. Thank you for hopping on here and sit tight.